Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now, on with the show. Okay. Everybody, we have a really exciting show for you today. It's a special show talking to you all about trends. Our product design team has put together an incredible trend report, and we're really excited to share all the different things that they found with you. So today we have Taryn on our product design team, (laughs) and we have Hillary Park. Welcome, Hillary. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes. So Hillary and I, as um, most of you who've listened for so long know, um, work together and uh, design all the beautiful product that you love to purchase from Ballard. And we were lucky that we actually got to help and put together this wonderful kind of trend report for Ballard. And it was kind of Liz and Caroline who came up with the idea of maybe like sharing it because they loved it. Well, I love talking about trends. Like there's so many really fantastic things going on out there in the world. And it's really fun to see it all kind of compiled. But maybe we can talk about what a trend report is and why you all went through this exercise. Sure. So for our job specifically, I mean, we look at everything visual and kind of help direct what product is designed. But what was really great about it too, and something kind of you mentioned, Liz, is our team, all the things we were seeing, it almost validated the trends because we all saw them from different magazines and designers and Instagram. And then we brought it to our our merchandising and sourcing team and we showed them the things that we've seen and and it kind of helped support all the things that they've also seen in the marketplace too. So we kind of touched on key interior design trends, as well as color trends, wallpaper, fabric trends, and then also kind of what the hospitality industry is also doing, because that'll also trickle down to residential trends too. Awesome. So I just kind of want to get into it because it's so fun to look through. Well, it is a big visual report, of course, because you can't talk. It's a trends. big visual report, so we're going to have to talk everybody through it. It's going to be great. We will use all of our descripting words. <laughs> the first big trend, which I'm super excited about too, is English country house. So, what are some of the things that you've been seeing around English country house or English design style? Kind of like Hillary had already said. So, just like taking it up a step is, again, we really looked at what designers are doing. And um, there are so many beautiful English designers in this very maximal look that we kept seeing in this layered and worn and patina. And we internally kind of gave it this name as a team together of like, where is this coming from? And why are we feeling this way? And for us, this kind of trend, or as we're calling this kind of theme per se, it's just a really comfortable and we even 
We even like fought over what the actual name was because for a while it was like English Manor, and then like Hillary will tell you, we're like, but a manor seems a little more polished. Maybe it's a country, a little bit more grand. So we really did work to pick what we words that would really help to describe this patinaed, generational, comfortable, layered look that we were feeling is something that people are really gravitating to right now in the market. Yeah. I'm seeing some of the, some of the visual things that I'm seeing in the mood board are really kind of smaller prints, floral prints, Mm -hmm. and the colors seem to be bright yet. They have a little bit of, they have a little bit more yellow. They have a little bit more gray to them. They have a little bit more worn. What are some other elements that are going on in this style bucket. I think you kind of touched on it a little bit with the colors, but there's a huge use of patterns and mixing of stripes and ticking with little floral ditzies, wallpaper. It's kind of a nostalgic a little bit in a way, because it kind of makes you think of your grandparents a little bit, their use of color and mixing everything together, warm woods, lots of rich colors as well. Mm -hmm. It almost seems like there is not one surface that's untouched as well. <laughs> like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it's super maximalist mm-hmm. where the wallpaper might be going on the ceiling or if there's a blank wall, that blank wall is still painted a color or... Mm-hmm. And even the lampshades have a pattern on them and the sofas have a pattern and the rugs have a pattern. You know, it doesn't leave too many spaces again for the eye to even rest. But at the same time, everything is so lovely, worn and... It is the most comfortable spaces you have ever been in. It's really just an area to relax and really feel at home. That home feeling that we all want and desire, but a very layered, layer on layer kind of. Very layered. (laughs) I feel like in every photo that you all put together in your presentation, there's a fireplace like off to the corner. Oh, yeah. Like and, everything mm-hmm. is super, super cozy. Mm-hmm. Overstuffed upholstery. Again, hand-me-down from your grandmother chair. It's everything. There's nothing precious, I should say, is the kind of feel that we are going for with this house. And to your point, those kind of yellow undertones and hues that give that patina of time. I think the kind of overstuffedness and like the nothing's too stuffy kind of takes some of the overly feminine qualities of this design style Mm -hmm. out a little bit because it's a little bit worn and it's not too precious. Mm -hmm. And having the little bit of muddy colors too, I think help it not to Mm -hmm. feel, when you say pattern on pattern, it can easily, again, with a bunch of clean colors, almost feel too much. But something about those worn hues really help it to not. Yeah. (laughs) Feel warm and inviting. I am really excited by this one. Yeah. So we that was just one of the many kind of groupings of trends we kind of walked through with our team. And even with this, we gave it certain colors that we thought we would see here. So when it comes to things that you're designing for Ballard, mm-hmm. what kind of things are you thinking about? Are you thinking about the color palette? Are you thinking about block prints? Are, are you thinking about how do we pull this into our own homes? Or how do you how do you how are you bringing that into the products? Well, f- we did again as part of this report. We already kind of did a deep dive into our assortment as well to say what what do we have in our assortment or of our product that we think would look 
great and already kind of fit this look. Like, how could we create this look? And we pulled some things and it really allowed us to see where there were kind of holes to your point of like, you know, we don't really have a coffee table that would fit in a space like this. Or, you know, we don't really have something with a good pattern. It really, for this specific kind of look that we were kind of talking about, it's definitely about pattern is important and Pattern can go anywhere, but most of the time, especially in this kind of one we pulled together, we saw that it was on soft goods. And so making sure that, again, for us, we have that breadth of assortment to, again, in our different soft goods from drapery to upholstery to fabric by the yard, that we can actually accommodate and kind of make this cool look so that she, our customer, can make this same look if she's really vibing on this as well, just like us. Well, I'm super vibing on it. <laughs> and I think it's really interesting to to think about like a wallpaper that is really super patterned and then, you know, maybe a striped sofa and then maybe a solid pillow or mixed in with like 10 different pattern pillows that are, and just really going whole hog on it. I think it's really fun. I think out of the four themes, this is the one where fabric plays the most importance. And I think it's also one that's probably the easiest for our customer to achieve because we have so many great fabrics and patterns and um, kind of already in this color story. I know you're talking about a coffee table. I feel like this is such an upholstered coffee table <laughs> type of look. Like just throw mm-hmm. another pattern on it. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Well, do we want to go on to the next trend that you all spotted? Sure. sure. We can, I mean, Hillary can talk talk to the next one because she really um, kind of dove into and again this was just how this was the verbiage our team kind of put together to speak to it so I mean that's kind of the kind of the glory of trends right is like we get to find <laughs> them compile them name them mm-hmm. so this next one you all named well-traveled and what are some what are some aspects of the well-traveled home So we saw this home as kind of a collected rooms of people's travels and treasures. There's really an ode to the maker in these rooms also. So there's a a appreciation of how things are made. And it almost speaks to people's eye of sustainability and wanting products and wanting to know where their products come from, as well as how they're made and who's made them. They're very collected. So there's lots of gallery walls with art and murals. And there's also a lot of fabrics and colors in these spaces, but they're balanced out with a lot of neutrals like blacks and whites and your browns of your furniture. We kind of spoke to how these rooms, they're all unique and they have a lot of vintage velvets and gilded finishes as well. There's always a little touch of animal print. So again, it's not too far off from where our customer is. There'll be layered rugs, sisal, more of a darker finishes in terms of like the wood finishes. So you'll see some ebonized wood, fringe. These spaces are, are again, very maximalist. So there's a lot of surfaces with lots of stuff on them, books and collections and art. So they're, they're very visual appetizing as well. There's lots to look at. I think if you were to show somebody the rooms in here, you could spend hours just looking at each little table and knickknack and little curiosity that people have picked up. That's really what what the heart of the well-traveled rooms are. Yeah, I think it's still 
I've been seeing a lot, still a lot of maximalist, Mm -hmm. but totally different than the English country home maximalist where that's pattern on pattern. And this is almost texture on texture. Yes. And yeah, a different type of patina. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're, you're definitely right. It, these rooms, while they are exuding a lot, they, they are very different than the English country house. And and we also named it, you know, this well-traveled because we were thinking, you know, this isn't necessarily a global feel. This is somebody who has trapped. It's like, a bit more posh than that. Yes. This is definitely somebody who has been places and seen things and collected things. And so um, definitely that person who wants to tell their life story through the places they've been. I think within that, there's just that little bit more coolness to it mm-hmm. yeah they're highlighting it with velvet and trim and fringe and tassels and animal print i love it this one's really fun but everything yeah but everything feels really like a little bit worn but a little bit polished yeah there's definitely more gold like you were saying and there's a mix just, of like metal finishes as well so it's not just like oh true just gold thank you <laughs> oh no it's <laughs> Chrome. And there's also what I think is really interesting too is there's generally a mix of furniture styles in the room too. So, like, there'll be, you know, a mid century chair paired with something, you know, that has maybe a little Asian flair to it, which I think is really cool and kind of speaks to what Taryn was saying about these people are well traveled and the room isn't just a collection of one specific area of the world. You know, it's mm-hmm. all the places. And there's no way they went to one store and bought it all. There's no way. Right. <laughs> this all the like the assortment that, that you all put together of like what we offer is pretty amazing <laughs> in there. I mean, seriously. And I love the mix of like the super dark woods and then the super light woods and even um mixing brown woods in there too. Mm-hmm. Like just really having having a good eclectic mix that feels cohesive. It's really amazing. Are we ready to move on to trend number three? Okay. This one you all called the indoor garden movement, which sign me up. I'm in. Uh, I'm here for it. I think we're all in on this one, aren't we, Hillary? I feel like this was probably one of the first trends. If, If we were to quickly name, like, what do we see happening? What are these designers doing? What are we all craving? It was definitely this indoor garden movement which we've spoken to this whole we were stuck inside for a while in our lives (laughs) and we all missed the outside and I think it has something to do with our cravings here but I'll let Hillary kind of speak more to it this is probably the easiest one for us to put together because quickly right (laughs) off the bat Mm -hmm. with all of our inspiration pictures it was like oh chinoiserie wallpaper and botanical prints and Obviously, the color green and lush spaces and rattan, but I think I think Taryn said this, but it's just kind of also a little bit nostalgic too. Like it, they're timeless and it makes people want to bring the outdoors in. And I think it's there's a level of sophistication in all these rooms. The furniture is a little more traditional, but mm. it's not stuffy by any means. It's more like, come on in, we're having a party. But these spaces are all very airy. And fantastical. They all have a little bit of like a, almost like a whimsical aspect to it, whether it be in a lot of these spaces, it's the wallpaper doing it with the birds and vines and 
climbing different vines and stuff. Yeah, the chinoiserie wallpaper is a big part of this look. Mm-hmm. The mural papers are just... Even wall mm-hmm. mural papers mm-hmm. that, that have like a grove of trees and just kind of feel really kind of a totally different type of old world, a kind of like Southern old world or it's, it's really so, so pretty. I mean, you guys know I'm a huge fan of Gracie wallpapers and (laughs) de Gournay. I mean, these are so, so pretty, but there's the other thing that I'm seeing with this trend when it comes to like furniture is the furniture kind of plays a more solid role. It tends to be, there's so much going on with the wallpaper that the furniture is staying a little bit low in height and staying a solid color and kind of a bright color. Like they're pairing some brighter colors with this wallpaper and with this vibe. I do. I think this whole sage and greens and the different shades of green that we're all gravitating towards. And then again, because florals and those kind of motifs and just, again, the colors of the outdoor continue to pair with the green as they do outdoors and the soft blues and the beautiful pinks and the beautiful saturated yellows that we've seen in the past few years play so well with it. But again, I think that's what you're seeing in all the upholstery again, of these color pops after you've had this big, gorgeous mural behind. It's just so, so delicious. <laughs> this is one where before the show and I, I start to like looking, looking at these again and I start to go around my house and wonder like, where can I put this wallpaper? <laughs> I, this, it's, it's always when I start dreaming right before the show starts. Mm-hmm. I know sounds good. Yeah. No, this one, I think for all of us, we were like, can I have one room that looks like this, please? Just one room that is just this fantastical space. Yeah. I was just going to add that I think all of these spaces almost teleport you into like a little garden. It makes you think that you have like a little garden outside your, your house, but it's inside very welcoming and bright. And it, is a maximalism in a totally different way because it's not a maximalism in terms of things. Like mm-hmm. I'm not seeing as much furniture, as much sit abouts, about as many accessories because there's so much going on in the details on the walls. Yes. I think wallpaper plays, like you said, plays such a strong role in this that there is less physical furniture in these spaces, but the having the walls coated in these patterns um, just has made it feel totally different. What are some other things that that are happening with that? Uh, Like, are there like natural woven elements that are a part of this or what type of other patterns and fabrics and things that can happen within this movement? In terms of furniture, the materials definitely play a large Role you do see a lot more rattan, seagrass, things that are innately made from things that are outside. You'll also see a lot of faux bois, so things that are shaped and made to look yes, made to look like wood and trees. You also, I think, you still see some of the darker, rich wood tones in this one because there's a lot more traditional style furniture typically in these spaces. But to your point, mm-hmm. most of the fabrics are either solid colors or uh, very simple patterns, um, not as much detail or bright, bold colors that are taking your eye away from your wall coverings. 
Okay. So we're ready to move on to the fourth and final trend. (laughs) Yes. This one is, this was a fun one. I think everyone's going to laugh hearing about this one for sure. (laughs) Do you think this one's laughable? I don't think it is. I love this one. Oh, based off of what it came from. I'm such a sucker. I love them all. No, we'll tell you the background in a second. Go ahead. Okay. But this one, this one folks is called pink renaissance. So, which is just a beautiful. Tell us name. what are the key elements of this? <laughs> so this and how pink are we going? Oh, we are we are going pink. Pink has been around. It is still just. It is a color in a when you are in a space that is pink, and you, the way you feel that will make you also want to paint something pink because you will want to feel this way all the time. It is such a warm, inviting color. You just look good. Your complexion looks fantastic in pink. It's just a, it's a good color to work with. And especially because again, most homes you want to feel your prettiest in. So the history behind this one and Hillary, make sure I say, tell this one correctly, but I'm sure everyone listening has read all the articles and listened to any other design podcast too, talking about the trend called Barbie core. You know what I'm talking about, Liz? Oh yeah. Okay. You're making sure. So it's pretty much that every, it's a trend in the market again, that they're saying of all these people who are all in on Barbie and they're making that Barbie movie right now. And people are decorating their whole home in a, to almost look like a Barbie home. But at the same time, it's also just a palette, nostalgia, sort of funky curved furniture, which is all reminiscent of Barbie and things we grew up with and very playful. Okay. So that's, that's where my question is on like, how pink are we going? Are we, are we building the Barbie dream house in our living room for ourselves? Are we going that level of pink? Are we going a lighter blush? Are we, are we, is it just accents of pink? Are we going hot pink? Like where, where is it going? It's a very good question. Hillary and I definitely were this way where we both love pink, but like the whole Going that pink, like Barbie pink, when you say the word Barbie pink, is is a is a harsh color. It's a lot. It's a lot. So you got to be very ready for that. So again, making thinking about the home and what is going to make you comfortable at home, we are seeing shades of pink of all sorts, but I don't know if we're seeing that one Barbie pink per se. Is that true, Hillary? I, I would totally agree. We kind of see it as like a sophisticated. Barbie, you know, she wants her, mm-hmm. this one was funny. Cause I think we talked more about the customer on the pink Renaissance and how we saw, how were they buying this theme the most? Because as Taryn, I mean, I like pink, but I'm not a overly pink person. I don't gravitate towards that color. And after looking at these and looking at the rooms and how they've either incorporated pink or just give the feeling of pink, even though they might not be a fully pink room, made me want to buy things that are pink. Like that's kind of <laughs> what I thought was really interesting about it. Because again, Taryn spoke to it. Pink just gives off such emotion. And I think that's what really this theme is about. So we saw it as being a sophisticated, feminine. She's, I keep saying she, but they're cosmopolitan. I kind of saw, mm-hmm. and I, I think we spoke about this too internally about how they want to be the center of attention and their rooms to also be the center of attention. So they all have kind of like something that's unique or sparks interest or says, wow, look at me. 
um, but you know, in a sophisticated way. And I think this col- I, hear you. I was going to say our collection of rooms, I know our listeners can't see them. They, they aren't all overtly pink. You know, there's one with a pink painted floor has more of a punchy pink. And then there's one that has more of a soft light, almost white shade of pink, but they all have the feeling to me of pink. Mm-hmm. And a few of them are even have white walls and, but then the, just the ceiling is pink and it looks mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Some of the examples we found in people in some of the decorators work. Um, you can really see in that, that in that image you're nostalgia. talking about Taryn, it's so pretty where it's a kind of a blush pink, but it has a little bit more yellow and a little bit of gray under it on, on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And you guys know I'm a sucker for pink too. I mean, my office at Ballard is pink. <laughs> well, it is. It's that nostalgia. We all, again, crave nostalgic of home and growing up and our childhood. And I do think there is something to this Barbie core. And this was kind of our play on it is this pink renaissance of really feeling this resurgence of pink and where it was in our lives and where it was in our childhood. And yet here we are again, just wanting to do it, but do it our way and do it in a feminine cosmopolitan way that just makes us feel beautiful, like Hillary said. So everyone can see us and see our beautiful home kind of feel is what this one is. (laughs) Well, pink actually makes a really fantastic ground. So that, I think that's really exciting. And then I Mm -hmm. see some, like you've paired some really kind of fun, bright yet sophisticated colors with a pink, Mm -hmm. whether it's like an olivey green and a lilac or a very bright yellow to kind of play off of the muted pinks, having greens and a little bit of burgundy in there is really, Mm -hmm. is really kind of lovely. And, and some of the materials and details we've seen, you know, where that for us kind of to paint this picture for the rest of you is, you know, this is where there's a lot of gilt details and really playful motifs and kind of that scallop we've seen everywhere that we're all kind of grooving on at the moment. And some of the burl wood, there's the cut glass and crystal that kind of shine and sparkle again and give that little bit of sophisticatedness. Plaster, we also think just that kind of play on plaster with its nostalgicness too is in these spaces. I love it. It's really fun. It's definitely a really fun one. And I, again, we, we worked, this one was fun to put together because we all got to play with the, is this, is this what we're thinking this trend is? So it was nice to kind of do it our way of how we, we see this trend going. Okay. So I have a question about trends in general. So have you seen these trends evolve from things that have already been existing, say, from last year or the year before? Or is this is this something, a new zeitgeist that's happening? I think these are all, trends are always evolving, right? We're, we're never staying still, none of us. And so, yes, again, this is the whole, we've seen pink, being played for a little bit now and being a main core color that people are accustomed to. So I think just speaking to that last trend we talked about, the whole well-traveled goes back to, again, just people traveling and learning and respecting other cultures and bringing pieces back to, again, tell their life story through their travels and what has inspired them. Again, I think the garden movement 
again, if you think of the back to the 40s and 50s and 60s and the kind of revival of those kind of indoor garden spaces that were in beautiful hotels and just people playing that up at home. So I think these are all just things that have slowly kind of changed with certain things we're gravitating to, even to speak to brown furniture for a while, how none of us wanted that. And to be honest, we think brown furniture would fit in to all of these trends. Right, Hillary? Yeah. No, I I think you, I think you said that really well. I think they all have evolved and stemmed from something. I always say that everything's cyclical. It'll just come back around. I will say in terms of these, well-traveled is probably the one that I feel like stemmed more from culture or like how we felt over the last couple of years and not getting to travel. Mm-hmm. We wanted our house more of a calm, serene space. And now that we're out and about, we want to bring all the things that we've been doing home so that we can remember and conversate about them. Mm-hmm. That's true. And yeah. even the English country house, I think, is because we all had gone to such a sterile, minimalist way that I think... This is the um, bounce back from that is all of a sudden we're like, no, we want every space to have pattern and I want to be so oversaturated, but in a cushy way. <laughs> exactly. Every one of these trends is is like a different spin on maximalism, mm-hmm. which I think is really fun. Yeah, all these spaces are. You're totally right. We didn't, we couldn't find many. And again, we are looking obviously at certain areas, of course, in design, but It seems like everybody was like, I want my home to be my sanctuary and I'm going to make it just whatever makes my heart feel happy. Okay. So I have questions now about 2023 colors that we should be looking for. Because I think you guys also did, did a deep dive into paint colors and Pantone colors. What are some things that we should be looking for? Well, Hillary did a lot of work here too. So first we as a team kind of pulled pulled all of the big paint brands, what they were announcing as their 2023 color of the year. And again, just pulling these visuals together to kind of see what overlaps, what's an outlier um, was really fun. It was interesting when you did pull them all together, how some align and then some were like, ooh, really? Is that... Is that what you're feeling? Mm-hmm. And since, you know, our listeners can't see, there were, it was kind of split. Half of them were very, like, I would say rosy, warm, red tones. And then the other half mm-hmm. were more neutrals, but they still had a little bit of red in them. So that's, it was kind of nice to see the, you know, how they were different, but how the red tone and under tone was still there. Yeah, some of them have a little bit more rosy coralness to them. And then the neutrals are still very, very warm mm-hmm. and have pink undertones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And red is red is the color. Like, that's just a blanket statement. I know that red is not. But, like, if you go to the primary color, it's red. Like, it, it is very much this very warm hue coming in all of the shades around it right now. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Raspberry, the word raspberry kept coming. We kept seeing that and I was excited. Magenta. Some terracotta. She's packing a punch. Mm-hmm. Are we, are we really going to live in the dream house? In the Barbie dream house? This is amazing. It might happen. I'm not going to hate it either. 
I'll take the Malibu, though. <laughs> the Malibu dream house. Okay. <laughs> no, but I think she is. I think she's just bold. It must. She must, again, just feeling pretty bold after these past few years. She's like, that's it. It's happening. <laughs> right? Well, I don't know about you all, but, like, I've painted all my house white. I'm ready for some color. I'm ready to, mm. like, bring the color back in and just wrap it around. But I think we all needed it, right? Like, I felt like there was this place at, in time where white was needed. It was like, we've gone too crazy. And we needed a hard reset. Yeah, this is our reset. We're going white. And now I think everybody's like, all right, I now need, I need it again. I need the color. I need the vibrance. So. Yeah, because there's a white that's in your color of the year too from Bear. It's blank canvas. And even that has a little bit of warmth and is not totally white, white. Mm-mm. None of the colors really are like um, winter colors, if that makes sense. Really Mm-mm. clean, stark colors. They're all very muddy. Okay. So can we, can we talk about Pantone? Can we? And it's digital lavender. <laughs> how are we, how are we talking, how are we feeling about lavender? Ironically, the shirt well, we all know is kind of lavender. That's true. That is very true. And again, I think everybody on here already knows because I've talked about lavender for like two years now. Um, So I'm (laughs) very excited that it has finally made its way through fashion and has started hitting home stores kind of because I'm excited. I'm excited to have more lavender in the home. I think it's such a beautiful, fun color. Mm. So yes, I was in. I was like, thank you, Pantone. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for seeing me. What was really nice too is I think lavender was a color that we kept, or at least this past year, I kept seeing in retail and clothes. And so it's, I think that was mm-hmm. like a nice, like, oh, hey, maybe it would be a color that could also be used in interiors. And now we're starting to see more in some fabrics and wallpapers. And part two of our color trend was also about taking what colors Ballard already has and sell well and what color pairings would pair well with it to kind of freshen up the color deck. And lavender was one that pairs really well with our cornflower and our sage color stories. So that's how we're kind of introducing our customer to that is by pairing it with colors that they already buy. I love that. Sage looks so amazing with it. And just that hint of cornflower with lavender is so nice. They're kind of equal in value, Mm -hmm. but then like the the darker sage to ground it. It's so lovely. And cornflower has been pretty big, especially for, for Ballard for mm-hmm. a couple of years now. So what are some other colors that we can, we've, we've already got cornflower everywhere popping around our house. What are some other colors that we can bring in to freshen that up? Uh, we, again, we saw a lot of the cornflower with sage again that kind of soft nice muddy green that um we continue to see more of and we even as a company have a few fabrics with it one that's fun that again speaking to that color of the year is raspberry we think that's a great color that would be so fun to pop in with it's that whole red versus blue kind of thing going on which is really Super interesting with the soft corn flour and then that kind of punch of red raspberry. We also thought that even going the opposite and doing the corn flour with terracotta, which we're seeing as color of the year as well, is that very muddy kind of red tone against that 
beautiful soft blue that's kind of more clean also gives a nice juxtaposition. Yeah, I mean, that's earth and sky, right? <laughs> it's true. Exactly. It's very true. How, how can you go wrong? <laughs> okay, what about taking it a totally different way and adding like a mustard yellow with cornflour? Oh, yeah, that's on Would our that report work? too. Mm-hmm. That's on our report. Sorry. <laughs> I personally love it. I think it adds like a, a punch. Whereas like the other color combos like raspberry and cornflour, the raspberry takes like center stage. But I think mm-hmm. the mustard also does the same thing. It takes center stage and cornflower is kind of just like a nice little co-star. But I love them together. It's very sunflowery. See, now, like cornflower is just a sky to me. That's, <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. That's true. So the mustard's like a, you know, field of sunflowers. It's great. <laughs> okay, so what are some of the materials that you're seeing as different trends? No, we did. We had so many call outs for this, didn't we, Hillary? We were yeah, trying to, this again is pretty common knowledge when you look in retail. Yeah. And I think they're all pretty, you look at the ones we called out and then you look back on the themes and they're very supportive of each other. So what are some of the things that you called out in your report? So woven everything. So lots of rattan, but we're also seeing it used in different applications. So not only in like something you would think like a basket, but we're also seeing it as like side tables and mirrors wrapped in it and lighting. There's definitely a lot of scallops and curves, kind of speaking back to what we've seen in like the pink renaissance theme. There's also lots of verdigris and patinaed finishes. So things that have aged over time just really beautifully and kind of give off that green undertone. And then in terms of kind of something that we've also seen and used in different applications is lots of statement marble. So huge countertops and different use of large veining and marble that has a lot of character. So it's not understated by any means. It has huge veins, lots of color, but we're also seeing it used in other non-typical places. So in trays, in lighting, in mirrors. Um, and then again, we spoke to it in the pink Renaissance, but plaster. Plaster has been big in all different categories. Again, not just your traditional applications in terms of like part of the home, but also in mirrors and lighting and furniture as well. Is anything shifting in like metal finishes? Like I, I feel like I've been buying a lot of brass or oiled rubbed bronze, but I feel like that's, that's one of those things that is like a slow shift. And then all of a sudden, like all the doorknobs have changed, <laughs> you know, or all the same candles have changed. And you're like, wait, wait a second. What happened? We definitely think it's changing. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. So our typical Ballard customer loves brass and gold. And what we're seeing now is that it's mixing a lot of, so Nothing is kind of like the furniture world. Like you're not buying your sets anymore. So your hardware for your vanity and your sconces don't have to be perfect and match. But there's definitely more of a shift towards silver tones, nickel, polished nickel, even chrome. And almost like what I would call colder finishes in terms of metal. But definitely, I'm not going to say that the gold and brass is going to go away. Because I don't I don't think that's where we're moving. But we're just seeing more of more of it more silver, chrome, polished nickel in the marketplace and being used. 
I mean, it makes sense, right? Like we start to see the same thing over and over again. And then these things that were ubiquitous before start popping back in and start looking fresh. And you're like, oh, well, maybe Chrome is the way to go. Mm-hmm. But then I don't like polishing things. So <laughs> I don't think it's the right way to go. <laughs> no, I think you're totally right on that. And just how, and again, going back to that whole, uh, just collecting older things and people kind of, with the market being so crazy, a lot of people were buying antiques and different old vintage pieces more. And so I think there was a little bit more of people being okay with a little more patina. And so even like the verdigris kind of finishes, these green crunchy finishes also seem to be popping up more and more versus the really clean black and brass that we were seeing between farmhouse and we're just, it's changing a little bit. What are some trends that you're seeing in fabric and wallpaper? I mean, other than like the giant murals or the chinoiserie, like what are some, what are some trends that we're seeing in some fabric and wallpaper? We definitely have seen a lot of small stripes, different scaling of stripes, which have never gone out of, as you all know, but there's even this whole playful structural stripe where they're taking different elements and can making a stripe, making a wave, very viney florals too have hit back. And I think we all probably remember them from some part of our childhood, which again, I think is the nostalgic part that we're seeing coming back or even again, all these chinoiserie florals that were part of our childhood. Um, we grew up with them. The block prints, again, for the people who have really gravitated to these gorgeous prints that have a real hand to them. We have, what else we have? Oh, a lot of geometrics, even like almost a, of quilting feelings, which I again goes to that homey feeling to us. Lots of small scale ditzy, ditzy florals, Ditsy geometrics. Yeah, there's a lot of scale play right now, too, on the smaller scale, I would say. I think it's interesting that a lot of the geometrics that you pulled have kind of a hand-drawn element to them, rather than them being like super crisp or or Mm -hmm. modern. There's that kind of, that's where the warmth comes in. Good call. Good call. That is a good call. I was going to say it also plays well with the things that are actually handmade, like your block prints. Like that's, I think, where they work well together boutique hotel interiors do we have anything to say about that well just real quick to hit on that was you know again this is just something that this is a chance for people to really show off or designers to show off in these beautiful little boutique hotels everywhere that that have been gorgeously done and curated spaces to make you feel a certain way while you're there and it's so nice within that because it Again, with travel, we learn so much about, you know, when you're in a space and you, you're like, why do I feel so good in this space? Is it the color? Is it what's in here? And it's that investigative kind of part of being at a beautiful hotel. And so we explored and kind of looked up a, a bunch of different boutique hotels that we were inspired by as inspiration for our team just to speak to different stylistically they're just also different and so it's so beautiful to see what they've done especially in different regions around everything of course is different too and we've talked about how design is so regionally specific as well and so it was just really informative for us to kind of see what beautiful spaces are being created out there and hotels is such a great little way to walk into a little different universe something that's not maybe your everyday yeah and to get enveloped by that space and yeah, it's really, that's a great point. Well, this was so fun talking about trends. 
thank you so much for putting all of this together and like and bringing all of all of your insights into all the trends that are happening out there in the world. You guys are awesome. Oh, well, thank you. It was nice to sit down and for us to really think through what we were seeing and to give verbiage and and words and different things to really speak to these and what we were seeing and feeling when we were looking at imagery and looking through designers and what they were doing. So we just, we had such a good time. I feel like we had such a good time looking at all the different fabrics and wallpapers and homes and designers and retailers and magazines. We just had so much fun. So it was really, it was a really good year and I'm so excited to see what everyone else thinks of 2023. Thank y'all for having me. Well, thanks everybody. This was so great to have you here, Hillary. Thanks you guys. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating.